You're listening to the Lux Lounge Podcast, the official podcast of Urban Lux Real Estate. And now, here are your hosts, Joe and Dave. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Urban Lux Lounge podcast. Woohoo! Episode 16. I guess just Lux Lounge. We're having a little fun with it, change the logo this week. Uh, again, we're just trying to be out here, be a little goofy, talk about real estate. Um, it changes daily. Yeah, we do. Uh, this weekend was crazy. Yeah. How was your weekend? Uh, I was showing homes on Saturday. Open house had a ton of people there. Uh, start talking with the agent, saying, "Hey, it looks like we're going to write an offer," and uh, you know, wrote up a really, really good offer. Try to get it accepted on Saturday night. She she just says, "You know, we're not going to be able to get to it till Sunday," and we lost it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, uh, when a realtor tells you that my client has a kid's function or someone's dying, uh, anything that says we have to delay in responding back to you, it means they're probably shopping your deal to someone else and you're probably not going to get the house. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought, you know, we had a good, good relationship with the agent and it just wasn't, wasn't the right offer, I guess. Yeah. And again, the agent of, you know, in Arizona, we have a fiduciary duty to our client, so they've got to do what's best for their client. We've got to do what's best for our client. The two paths often don't uh, meet, and it's a little struggle. Uh, what price range was that in? Uh, we were a million one. Wow, million one in competitive offer still. Yeah, we went sixty over ask. Waived a lot of contingencies. Didn't want. Didn't weren't going to ask for repairs. Um, but uh, challenges my buyer's VA buyer, so they're doing one hundred percent loan, which is fine. Um, and they're approved up to a million eight, which was, uh, which was an interesting thing. Cause it shows, you know, if you had a million one or a million one sixty, that they're, they're a good buyer for that house. Yeah. And VA isn't what it used to be. Um, just a little background. It used to be back in the day that, uh, VA meant that the seller had to eat some of the VA costs and it was a harder appraisal. And I'm not finding that at all anymore. Uh, sellers don't have to buy, to pay for anything for the buyer anymore. Buyers pretty much coming in with no money down. Depends on the, the, base uh, the amount of the loan because um, they have their term limits too but their VA buyers are great buyers absolutely and so I think trying to you know educate some of these listing agents as well if they don't really know hey this is just this is a great loan still good for for this buyer yeah if it isn't cash a lot of the buyers right now just don't even look at them if they're not cash uh, I can understand that because it, it the benefit to having a cash buyer uh, for the listing agent or for the seller, is that there's no appraisal. So we're worried about these houses overselling, and the only way to get around that is to waive the appraisal or to have a cash buyer that doesn't need an appraisal. Uh, but with VA, obviously, you're going to get an appraisal. Do you know if that uh, other buyer was a cash? Or? Uh, she wouldn't say. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer. And I told her, I said, like, anything else we can do, let me know. And there was no conversation, which was a bummer. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's just too easy for us as listing agents to say, well, that's the best offer. Let's grab it. Most sellers are like that, too. They just say, give me the best one and I'll accept it. I want it in a bidding war instead of going back and forth and actually having the counter offers. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, it's tough for buyers. This is going to be the second house that they lost out on. And, uh, you know, it would have been a great house for them. Yeah. And we used to say you try to educate our buyers. Oh, you'll lose one, but you'll get the second one. Um, we'll change our terms, but now the buyers can come in with the perfect terms, do exactly what we requested them, still not get the house. Yep. Yeah, kind of crazy. And then there's some stuff out there that's not selling. I've got two listings right now that are struggling. 
to get yeah. sold. Yeah, and I'm pretty surprised. Six hundred range, eight hundred range. No, just not the right price. Not the right property for the buyers out there. And they don't have it doesn't have pools or not. One was great. One's okay, but either one uh, probably needs a price reduction. Wow, you know, and that's not seeing that too much, but it is starting to pop up more this last few days. Yeah, I felt about the last 10, 12 days. Um, if it's not the right price for the right property, you just don't get the showings. Yeah. Uh, my theory has always been on the listing side, if you get a lot of showings, um, if you're underpriced, you're going to get a lot of showings and a lot of offers. If you're slightly overpriced, you're going to get showings and no offers. If you get no showings, you're way overpriced. Right. So I think I'm way overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> And we just don't know because the market's fluctuating. It might have been the right price three weeks ago and just not the right price now because every neighborhood is a little different. And uh, we are seeing prices kind of all over the place. I'm surprised with the million ones, million twos. Those are usually the Californians coming in cash. Really hard to compete against them. Yep. I got to go show a million seven fifty this afternoon. And I think they slotted open house yesterday, but I think they're going to end up writing on it. Cool. Good for you. The uh, Hopefully they get it. I mean, we, you know, we feel bad for, for people to now too. Uh, let's bring up the uh, magic scoreboard of how many single family houses are in Maricopa County available for today. There are 2,947. And because most people change their sales, um, on Monday that happened over the weekend by tomorrow, I'll probably drop down to 2,700 or so. Yeah. People are buying. I mean, it's, it's still a, a, in the favor of the sellers, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and anything um, under 400, I guess the REITs, the investor market, uh, doing bulk purchases, they're up to 375 right now from what I'm thinking and what I'm hearing. So you might lose off against New York. I mean, a, a firm might, uh, a mutual fund might just come in and pick up a house cash, hard to keep with them. Yeah, I had that one. Um, it's closing in a week or two. 32nd and Beardsley, 1,400 square feet. They're paying over 400000 Wow. It was a REIT. Wow. Um, yeah, I've got a couple coming up. They'll probably go that route. Uh, we talked about, in our, we had our company meeting today, and we talked about some things and, and some competition and seeing what uh, slogans they're using, I guess, from the from the consumer's point of view. And you were really bringing up, they're, they're attaching to the fears we have in the market and saying, I can solve that fear. Correct. And it's a nice, I mean, if you look at it overall, it's a really good way to market to people because they're everybody would everybody that wants to sell is just wondering where they're going to go and if you can eliminate some of that for them you know which we all can do i mean everything's negotiable in a real estate contract yeah so we're seeing that here in arizona we're seeing firms saying you know we'll let you stay in the house for up to six months for free well they can't really guarantee that it depends if a buyer allows them to do that uh they'll say i'm gonna get you thousands more for your home um, we have ones where they'll obviously come in and buy your home from you and they, they'll give you top dollar. Yeah. But they don't mess necessarily bring up the fees they're going to charge you because they're not commissioned. So it's like no commissions. We'll get you top dollar. Yeah. But there's fees involved that usually equate to about 18%, which is a lot more than the standard commission. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you really got to wonder what you're getting. If you, if it sounds too good to be true, usually it is. And you just want to ask your regular realtor, can you do the same thing for me? And likely if they've been in the business a while and they're good at what they do, they can. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if people say, well, I guarantee I can sell your house in 48 hours. I'll say that because I don't want to use the real, real term. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you give me your property and give me a month to market it 
and you price it aggressively in today's market, I've, if it took me 48 hours, I'd feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have tools, uh, you know, we have a new one called Coming Soon. That's been around for about a year now. Not, uh, even. not even. Yeah. So we can actually put a property on the MLS and start advertising it before it's even active on the market. You just have to have a one photo. Uh, yeah, one photo, and then that allows you to put sign in the yard, and you can start on different websites and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's a ter- so people that don't want to get showings, don't want to be active on the MLS necessarily, having a thousand people through, uh, we can use that tool um, to trickle buyers in. Um, have to have appointments only. Everything you kind of want as a seller, anybody can use that tool. We do some com- see some companies out there exploiting it like it's a new thing. It's a good marketing system. You got to give them credit for it. But um, to do the coming soon, you know, we started using it with Zillow years ago. Sure. Um, to get it on before the MLS. And uh, really, it's, I think, for the agents who are trying to sell it themselves. But what's happening now is everyone starts to look and then it almost creates more work for you. You're just better off putting it on the market and having your seller take off for a few days. Yeah. You know, clients are always asking me, hey, Joe, do you want to buy my house? Sure, I do. However, the best thing for me to do to represent your fiduciary is to put on the open market and see what kind of offer we can get. Uh, Joe, do you have a buyer for my house? And that's one of the slogans out there. Such and such has the buyers. Yeah, but that's only one person. Wouldn't you rather me put on the open market and see what I can get you? Maybe my buyer turns out to be the best buyer you have, but I'd love to test the waters prior to selling it to one of my own clients at a certain price. Yeah, no, that's you know, a big important thing because you don't, you know, if you are a greedy agent and are just trying to sell it yourself, you know, you're you're not going to be doing the best job for your seller. Sure. So if you were to be a seller and the agent says, "Well, I never have to put on the MLS," who are they really benefiting? They're trying to either get both sides of the commission or sell to one of their own clients just to make it easier for them. Um, and if that's what you want, that's great. But most clients out there, they want all the terms. They don't just want this one or that one. They want everything. And in this market, they can get it. Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Even we would have changed our terms yesterday if they would have just told us wh- where we were wrong. Yeah. And oh, let's talk about that really quick. I do want to mention that. Um, uh, you know, buyers, especially who've been around for a while, they think they're going to get countered and they'll have to change their terms in the counter offer. This market, they've got to change their terms before they write the first offer. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> And, you know, a lot of these, if we're waiting until, you know, Sunday at five o'clock or Monday at noon to review offers. Um, but I've seen a lot where there's these windows of showing for only an hour and a half. It's only open going to be on Saturday from 11 to 1230. And that's it. That's not doing a good job for your seller. Like you're not getting in. You don't know if you got the, the best buyer through there in that hour and a half. Yeah, we may sound like we're venting, but realistically, this affects everybody. Yeah, because if little Johnny's got a soccer game and your buyers can't miss it to go in and see that house, you know, it's just it's just becoming a real tough market to to navigate. Yeah, and the, the description behind that is little Johnny's parents don't get to sell the house. They don't make get to make an offer. If they don't get to make an offer, the seller has one less offer to choose from when they're trying to find the best buyer. Right. And that's not doing a good job for your seller. Uh, and we can also bring up the uh, the love letters. <laughs> Hey, the letters have won me some deals. That's for sure. <laughs> explain, a lot of, explain a love letter. <laughs> well, 
Well, we're just trying to get the, uh, you want to paint a story for the sellers that your buyer is the best buyer. And maybe it's a young couple that just got married or they just had their first kid. And um, on the listing side, we're seeing a lot of agents don't want the letters sent in um, because there can be fair housing violations. Yeah. I mean, if you discriminate um, based on all different kinds of stuff, familiar status, like if you're saying if they're a family, boy, that's a HUD violation. Yeah. You know, you just helped your client do a HUD violation and open them up to lawsuits after the fact. Hey, you got the house, but uh, you're going to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what they can do for that. There are a ton of uh, violations that we can have here in real estate. So we get uh, screened all the time. We take classes and we try to make sure that everybody's represented correctly. Yeah. Uh, but these love letters, and that's a you know picture of your client. I would pull them off Facebook. Hey, I sent a picture of you and your dog in <laughs> to the client because they had a dog. I just did one with that with her and her two dogs. <laughs> you had to create a little collage. Uh, so, um, again, we're kind of venting about the market and going um, through some of these marketing schemes we're seeing out there. A little bit of unfair playing field. They can do that when the market's this hot. Those companies typically go away. Um, when it's not um, the big ones that we were worried about in the past, we're buying homes like Zillow and Open Door, and they have mandates to buy seven, eight thousand homes this year each, and they're not going to get a chance to because there's just not enough properties to buy. Right. They're feeding off of the lower income, so where you see those marketing programs and those type of buyers coming in, you know, when you see an um, a company that's going to buy a home, no questions asked kind of like the Carvana car sales, like just give us your inf- basic information, we'll make you an offer. It's typically a seller that is uneducated, doesn't have a realtor, is worried about real estate because they're just, they don't know anything about it. Um, and their house is probably in touch disrepair. They don't want to stand behind the repairs. So really where these places feed off of, they feed off lower income. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I think uh, one of the agents this morning was saying he's looking for a Two bedroom condo for one hundred <laughs> <laughs> and fifty thousand. That generated some some laughs. <laughs> yeah, there's we just know you know the lower income stuff now is going to be in the threes. You know some of these there's very hard to find a house under three hundred thousand. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, so if you're you know if you're struggling for that, let us sit you down with a lender. You live in the payment, not in the price, which means it's what you can afford monthly that's going to determine your sales price more than the, what the lender says you can afford or not afford. So you take the fear out of it just by making a phone call. You want a referred lender, um, you can give us a call here at, at Urban Lux Real Estate. We'll, we'll pass on some names for you uh, of people we, we respect and trust, and you can get qualified uh, or not qualified. But at least you can find out what you're really going to be able to afford. Um, and it takes a lot of the fear out of it. Having a professional there, these companies are really feeding off the idea that you don't want to know and you're just you're willing to give up money if someone just takes it off your hands. Right. The entire process. Yeah, and I mean, we're working with the referred lenders hands down, you know, necessity. We want to see um and you want to make sure that you're accurate because we don't want to be one of those buyers that writes offers that you really can't um execute. Yeah, 150 sales price sounds great until you find out the HOA is 450 a month. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh my goodness, you know, if they have solar, if they have a lease on the solar, uh that might affect their payment. Absolutely. And hopefully, you know, 
I think more and more people are getting away from the least solar, but those payments can definitely throw off the debt to income. Yeah. And uh, if not, you know, because solar is a whole nother thing we can talk about, but um, you'll have payment plans and that affects the loan. So you really want to know what you're getting into before you get in the car with your realtor, start looking on Zillow, that type of stuff. Don't be afraid of it. These lenders love the phone call. They enjoy the business. They wouldn't be in it if they didn't. Uh, so please give them a call. And uh, again, if you're looking for a referral for a lender, give us a buzz here at Urban Lux and we will get some names over to you, some great people. And then you can avoid the gimmicks because you'll be educated. Yeah, work with people you know and trust is the number one. Yeah, because that but that buyer, you know, at 150, the sad thing is, is if you tell them they can't buy a property, well, there's nothing rent either. <laughs> so where are they going to live? That's the big issue right now. I think that's everybody's concern. And I've been in, you know, we look at areas like a San Francisco where there's just no inventory. And there hasn't been for decades. And the prices just kept going up. And we know they're getting ahead. They're having kind of a mass exodus because of COVID. People are able to work outside the city, you know, in their home. So they're moving out of the town um, to someplace cheaper. But Arizona's become one of those places. I know. It's everyone's coming here, it feels like. Yeah. And I see every vacant lot, the condos are going, or uh, apartments going up. Yeah. And I think, I mean, what are they saying? 200 people a day moving here? Yeah. Which in 2,700 houses? Well, they base it on driver's license, so that doesn't include the kids. That's how many people convert their driver's license a day. Wow. So, not even a month's worth of inventory. No. No. <laughs> uh, balanced market is six months. I think we really could uh, eat up this inventory in two and a half weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's... And we're seeing a lot less sellers, though, because, you know, if everyone refinanced last year, pulled some money out, made their house nicer, interest rates are still crazy low... There's no reason for them to move. Yeah. So, um, and again, Arizona is a great place to live. Don't get me wrong. I love living here. There's not another place I'd, I'd want to live with all aspects of it. I mean, give me a beautiful home by the beach in San Diego. I'd love that until I had to get in my car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you ordered everything in, Amazon would make that a livable place. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like everyone who's, you know, more than 10 miles in from the beach. Like, what's the point of being in California? Yeah, you're just paying high taxes. And those are the people that are actually coming here. Uh, the clients I'm getting are not within the, the mile of the beach. They're a mile off, you know? And they're like, well, I don't really go to the beach anyway. It's beautiful, but I see the water now and then, but the taxes, the low inventory, uh, and people can sell their homes there for a couple million dollars and bring a million dollars here, like a client that you're talking about with a million one and buy a really nice home. Yeah, well, and it, you, it keeps going up to get more and more a house. So you'd think 1-1 one, one would get you a lot of house, but it doesn't. Yeah, not as much. I, you know, it's really, when I look at the beautiful homes, the homes that used to be what you think of as a million-dollar home, 2.3 starting Which, right around there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and depending on part of town, we were up looking up at McDowell Mountain Ranch, where it was like a you know 3,800-square-foot house for a million-one. So, but two story, yeah, decent sized lot, but um, sold for four fifty originally back in nineteen ninety eight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a good investment! Uh, but the two point three, that's probably where you're going to get everything you want. Yeah, I you think know? just depending on part of town, but yeah, maybe uh, even well, it'll get your foothold in PV, Paris Valley. It'll get you a foothold in Arcadia. 
Um, if you're willing to go outside those two neighborhoods, unless you're going to Silverleaf, and I'm just naming the big neighborhoods, Silverleaf, Estancia, they're going to carry massive prices. Yep. Uh, Blackstone, um, they you pay premium to be there. But everywhere else, 2.3 is usually going to get you what you're thinking. And I kind of put that out there saying, hello, all Californians. If you're going to come here, bring $2 million, yep. not one. Because <laughs> uh, people think they're going to steal Arizona. Yeah. It's not happening. It's, price is growing up faster than they can fathom as well. Yeah. And, and I always get that phone call. Well, I shouldn't have to pay that in Arizona. Well, unfortunately, now you do. Yeah. And we probably won't come back down. We probably needed this jump uh, for years because we were probably cheaper than we should have been. Yeah, I could see that. And we're so close to California. I'm going to do the we're, the entire next podcast. We do number 17. We're just going to talk about California and Mexico and, and why you live in Arizona because you don't have to spend all your time here. So we'll talk about that. Mr. Newport goes there from. <laughs> you're going there for how long this year? Five weeks. Where are you going after? Uh, we were hoping to go to Canada, but it doesn't look like the borders are going to be open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got Banff next year if, if we can get in. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually supposed to go on a dog sled caribou hunting in October in Manitoba. Oh, Manitoba. That got shut down. Gonna <laughs> 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 stop in Saskatoon. <laughs> uh, Canada is still closed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, again, we'll get into that a little bit on our next one. Uh, but we just did want to kind of, you know, take this one and kind of talk about the marketing schemes, um, what it really means to be a buyer and a seller with with these schemes out there, because that's really what they are. Do they work? In today's market, everything works. If you put a sign in the yard, it's going to sell. It's going to sell within a couple of days if you're priced correctly. You're going to get all the terms you want. So when you hear realtor marketing advertising out there promising all these things guess what that realtor that you've had in the past and it doesn't have to be one of our agents i'm just saying if you have a good agent ask them about this they're probably going to be able to get you the same terms yep and uh, if you do want it to be us give us a call 480-359-6519 and we'll be happy to help you walk you through what uh what you need to do to get the top dollar for your home cool dave uh good talking i will catch you in a week on podcast 17 it is beautiful here in arizona pop by our office we're in old town scottsdale love to say hello have a great day everybody we're out thank you for listening to the lux lounge podcast the official podcast of urban lux real estate located in old town scottsdale arizona if you'd like to support the show, please give us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice, follow the show on Instagram, or subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have questions for Joe and Dave, feel free to write in to luxloungepod at gmail.com. We may talk about your question on the show. If you would like to learn more about Urban Lux Real Estate, please visit our website, urbanluxre.com for more information. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Intro music by Doug Maxwell. Outro music by Track Tribe.